This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. Today we have a guest with us who has the gift of dream, prophetic dream interpretation. Uh, she at one time thought that she was the only one who had this gift until one day she found herself in the hospital between life and death and something happened that made her realize she wasn't alone. From then on, she was able to interpret dreams and she was also able to have dreams where the Lord would give her visions of what was to happen. So right now her name is Monica Fort. Monica, welcome. Hi, so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Well, when was the first time you realized you had something special? Uh, let's see. Well, when I was uh, four years old, I had my first prophetic dream. Uh, the first dream I could remember. Uh, and in the dream, I was walking down a long, dark hall and on the right of me and on the left of me were people and they were behind bars and they were reaching out their hands through the bars as if they wanted me, my four-year-old little self, to get them out. So this dream it was so profound. When I woke up, I told my mother, I said, mommy, I had a dream that I was in a people zoo and she laughed. She said, a people zoo, what's a people zoo? And I said, well, the people were in cages and they wanted me to get them out. And so uh, from that time on, I started dreaming and remembering my dreams as a child. And my parents said, I dreamt quite a bit, even before then, when I was a, a teeny little child. And I would dream about, you know, different numbers. And, you know, of course, back then they didn't have the lottery. And so the numbers man would come to your house and get the money and you put your bet down on what number's going to fall. And so my parents said I would dream about numbers that I would see in the dream and they would use them. Of course, the numbers would fall, but God wasn't showing them, wasn't giving me dreams with numbers. I just want to make this clear. <laughs> he wasn't giving uh, me dreams number with numbers specifically for them to bet on but he was announcing to them that there was a dreamer in the house and you need to start paying attention to her dreams because i'm going to begin speaking to her in her dreams now let's go a little bit back to how you said you had a dream at four that you were in a people's zoo yes what exactly was that zoo <laughs> Did you ever get that into So, you know, my, my little four-year-old mind, I didn't have a concept of prison or, you know, being in jail or anything like that. So the, the closest thing I could equate to what I was seeing in the dream, people being in cages, was in a zoo because I had been to a zoo before. And so uh, after that, I didn't understand that dream, of course, uh, throughout my childhood. But when I got older... Uh, the Lord uh, began to unfold the meaning of the dream, and he'll do that too. He'll wait for a certain season to unfold interpretations of dreams. And so he told me how uh, uh, a part of my ministry or my calling was to help those who are in bondage, whether emotionally, physically, and, and this type of thing. And so the people reaching out wanting me to get them out, of course, they were in bondage in a particular area in their life. So that was 
a prophetic moment in your life, Absolutely. your four-year-old life where yes. you foresaw or you were basically foretold that mm-hmm. you were going to be a person who's going to help deliver or help people out of bondage right. you know, in ministry. Yes, exactly. Amen. Exactly. Is there anyone in your family that you know of who was a dreamer before you? Because you know, sometimes um, a grandparent or a great-grandparent or Right. Honor someone had the gift, have certain gifts, you know. Right. Did anyone in your family have a gift of dream interpretation or dream prophecy? Not that I know of. Now, I know there were prophetic people in my family. My mother was very, very prophetic, discerning. And uh, my aunt, I had an aunt who was very prophetic, a gift of discerning of spirit. So there were prophetic people in the family, but I don't know of, at least since my existence, of any ancestors, and they may have been, who were dreamers. So I thought, you know, always thought I was the only one in my family, you know, no cousins, uncles, aunts, nobody ever talked about having, you know, dreams like I did. Now, you know, once in a while, somebody would say, well, I had a dream about, you know, this and that, but to dream every night like me, I was the only one. During your youth, did you tell your friends anything like this? Did you tell them I had a dream about you or I know what's going to happen or anything like that? Did you have any experiences like this? I didn't, but what I used to do, I didn't tell them dreams, but I used to give them prophetic words or give them words of knowledge uh, during junior high and high school. And um, one particular incident where my one of my high school teachers, I was talking with her in her office and I suddenly said to her, I said, Miss so-and-so, were you raised by your father only? And in your childhood, did you move from place to place to place? Her eyes widened and she said, how did you know that? My father was in the military and my mother died very young, my father is. I said, I don't know. (laughs) And so she said, wait a minute, stay here. She went and got two other teachers, brought them in the room and said, do you see anything with them? And each one I told, well, you, you're, I didn't know the teachers at all. I said, you're married. You have two little girls who are blondes and you're this. And they were like, wow, you have a gift. And so that's the only thing uh, that I did prophetically while growing up in childhood, I would tell the different, but then I stopped because the, uh, some of the other kids would start calling me psychic witch. And so I stopped doing that. And the Lord spoke to me and said, don't do that in this space anymore. And so I didn't. And so, yeah, but that, but um, dreams, I had dreams all the time, but don't remember having dreams about any classmates or any friends. And, you know, I remember telling them dreams. I had a dream one time when I was 11 that Jesus came to visit and he came in our backyard and he was uh, sitting on a, a, I said a big chair, but it was a throne and all the children went running to him and I jumped in his lap. And so I was telling one of my friends then at the time, and I witnessed to her about Jesus. And I said, do you know, do you know, Jesus is your savior? And she was my first convert at 11 years old from that dream. So uh, so that's a dream yeah, that I remember telling. <laughs> okay, now let's fast forward. Years mm-hmm. later, 
you find yourself, were you in Texas at the time? I was in Texas at the time, right. Okay. Correct. You found yourself in the hospital with three life-threatening illnesses. Mm-hmm. What happened? Well, uh, I, to make a long story short, my gallbladder, I say exploded, but it ruptured so bad to the point where um, I was going in the hospital and they were going to admit it in the hospital. They were going to do laparoscopic surgery which means they weren't going to cut me open, just go in a little pinhole and zap out the gallbladder. Well, when uh, they tried to do that, my gallbladder ruptured. I developed uh, three different types of infection, sepsis, staph infection, E. coli poison throughout my intestines. And any one of those infections can be serious enough to take your life. And so, and I have all three. And so at that time, I was, I was very depressed. Everything that could go wrong in my life went wrong. My, uh, I was married to my first husband who was a drug addict and we were down there trying to get him help and it just went horribly wrong. So everything was just terrible. And uh, so I was, the doctor told me, he said, you have a 50, 50% chance of living. And I just want you to know that. And I said, okay. And so I told uh, my sister, my sister uh, came to see me in the hospital. I said, well, you know, I have three children, take care of my children. You know, she said, no, you're going to raise your own children. You're going to take care of your own children. The devil is a liar. And so they just prayed down in the ICU. They just heard my father just pray that everybody in the country (laughs) practically praying for me, they said, and, and so God pulled me through. But while I was in the hospital and I was looking at uh, one of the Christian network television shows at the time, and I was just very depressed, just crying, looking at the, the show, uh, a man came on the screen, they were interviewing, and his name was John Paul Jackson. Now, I had never heard of him before, and he started talking about dreams and how he started having prophetic dreams when he was a little kid. And so, of course, I said, wow, he sounds like me, you know, and how he dreams all the time and God speaks in dreams. And I'm like, wow. So this was, I mean, this was profound to me. I had never heard anybody speaking about dreams to that degree. And so uh, from that time on, I, as I uh, God healed me and I got well and um, the prayers uh, of, of, of healing were going forth. I, um, after I got out of the hospital, I sought out John Paul Jackson and Streams Ministries. And I said, I'm going to learn about dream because this man is, is a part of my tribe. So I'm going to learn about dreams because God's been speaking to me since I've been a kid. And so that's how I got on the road to uh, studying about dreams and how God speaks and why God speaks to us in dreams. And it has been a wonderful journey. And that was in uh, 2002 that I started. Mm -hmm. So from there, you really realized that God isn't a respecter of persons because there was someone else just like you, the late Mm -hmm. and great, I like to say late and great, John Paul Jackson. So you learned a lot from there, but you already knew some things, right? Uh, a few things. Yeah, I knew God, uh, when I would have a dream, 
sometimes I was able to interpret it and sometimes I wasn't. And sometimes I was able to interpret like half of the dream or a certain elements of the dream. I knew what they meant and uh, some I didn't. So it just helped me to sharpen that gifting that God had placed on the inside of me. It just helped me to hone that gifting more and to draw even closer to the Lord. Okay, so when we have dreams, sometimes, a lot of times, most people are like, well, it's just something I ate, it's bad Chinese food, or yeah. it's something I thought about, which is true sometimes, but mm -hmm. how can you determine whether it's from you, something you ate, whether it's God speaking to you, or whether it's the enemy? And can the enemy actually intervene in your dreams? Yes, absolutely. So um, how you can know whether it's from God or from you, um, first, you would have to know that dreams uh, come from three sources. So the three sources of dreams, uh, one, a dream can come from God himself. So it can come from the heavenly realm. Two, a dream can come from the devil or a demon. So it can come from the demonic realm. And three, a dream can come from your soul, the soul being comprised of the mind, the will, the emotions, also the intellect. And so it can come from the soulish realm. So a dream can come from any of these three sources. And so uh, there are different ways uh, that you can tell, for instance, most people know when they have a demonic dream, they know it's demonic because of the actions in the dream and what's going on in the dream. And so um, you can have a dream that's dark. Usually demonic dreams are going to be dark. They're going to be in black and white, no color at all. If there's any color, it's going to be what they call muted or dull colors. It's not going to be bright, vivid colors. Whereas a dream that comes from the Lord is uh, usually it will be uh, vivid colors. If not, not all the time, but it will have um, a meaning to it. And you'll know when you wake up, I know that dream meant something. And so you'll have that sensing that the dream means something or God is speaking to you through the dream. And our soulish dreams can come from our soul and we can get confused with these types of dreams. Many people I know have. And so they, you, know, you may have a dream where uh, you're desiring something in real life. And it plays out in your dream. You actually get that thing that you're desiring in your dream. And you might wake up and say, God wants me to have it, or God's going to give me that thing. And that may not be necessarily so. It may be coming from just your desires, what you want. So what you do in a case like that is you pray and seek the Lord for the interpretation of the dream or to, to, to ask the Lord, is this dream from you. Is, are you giving me your seal of approval on this thing, idea, desire, whatever it is? Is this dream coming from you? And so the main reason that God gives us dreams is so that we can seek him because he wants an intimate relationship with us. And so that's why he makes dreams quite difficult uh, many times to uh, interpret. He uses Dreams are highly symbolic. So you're going to have a lot of symbols and elements 
in dreams. But he uses those not to make your life hard and to give you a hard time, but so that you would draw closer to him and seek him. And many times in the seeking of the interpretation, you will discover so many things that you didn't know. God will show you so many things about yourself that you didn't know prior because you weren't on this path of seeking God, excuse me, seeking God and uh, listening to his voice. So it's, it's quite exciting, but yeah, so that's how um, you will be able to tell the difference. The only way if you're confused is to pray and see God and ask God, is this you? What is the interpretation of this dream? I know that there are dream dictionaries and I know you have one too, and we're going to get to mm -hmm. that a little bit later. So there are dream dictionaries and then there are interpretations from God. Now, uh, is there times when you could go to a dream dictionary, but sometimes what a person is looking for may not be in that because that would come from God in a different way. Yes. Yes. So usually when you have a dream, um, the different elements or symbols in the dream, um, you would try to correlate them to that symbol in the natural, for instance. If I had a dream that I'm um, cooking something in the microwave as opposed to the oven, and that you, all, you always, in, in elements, you always ask yourself, why this and not that? Why was I cooking something in the microwave as opposed to the oven, as opposed to grilling it, as opposed to boiling it. Why? And so a microwave symbol in a dream, we know in the natural, a microwave cooks food quickly. And so you would correlate that same meaning in the, uh, in the spiritual. You, it would uh, be representative of doing something quick or too quick. So it just depends on what's going on in the dream. But yeah, so you would, if you uh, can't find the element, confused about the element, then you would correlate that symbol to its natural use. So would you say that when you do have dreams, would you recommend us writing it down? Because if you write it down, is there more detail? And does every detail matter or are they fillers? Right. So when you have a dream, it's absolutely important to write the dream down every time. Also give it a title because a lot of times, and this has happened to me, I don't know, countless times, when you're writing the dream down, a lot of times the meaning of the dream will unfold as you're writing it down. And so it's so important. Also, it's important to keep a record of the things that God shows you. You know, in the book of Habakkuk, he says, write the vision and make it plain so that he that reads it will run with it. So it's a record of what God is showing you, how God is leading you, you know, and other things, what's, whatever's going on in your life. It's a record of that. And so absolutely recommend writing the dream down, giving the dream a title. Many times if you write a title, that will uh, begin to unfold the meaning of the dream or it'll point you to the main theme of the dream. And so absolutely writing it down as soon as you wake up. You know, dreams, they say, leave your uh, memory within three minutes. I think they said three minutes. It starts to leave, it starts to fade. 
even though you may go throughout the day and you remember the main things that took place in the dream, but you don't know that you have lost other details in the dream. I've had so many dreams where, and I have books of dreams. And so when I'm looking back on some of the dreams, there were dreams I didn't remember at all. And I never would have remembered them had I not written them down. So it's extremely important to uh, write down your dreams as soon as you wake up, if you can help it. Now, I spoke to you a few days ago and you actually helped me out because I had a dream and uh, it actually helped me because I remember you saying that if you have a dream of a particular person, it may not mean that you're dreaming of that particular person or it's not for that person, but it's rather, uh, it could be something else like their title or what they stand for or something like Absolutely. that. And this person, for instance, had to do with uh, ministry, but I would have just said, okay, let me pray for this person, but it just had to do with certain ministry. Now mm -hmm. for that, could you just explain a little bit more? Because people dream of people all the time or mm -hmm. people they went to high school with 20 years ago and stuff like that, where they're like, okay, why did they just come up in my mind? You know, I haven't thought about them. Right. Small things like that, or even like people you do know, how can you determine whether it's for that particular person, whether you should go and tell them I had a dream about you or whether that's for yourself or something else? Okay, so in an instant like that, you would absolutely, if you have a dream and it's like, say it's a negative dream about somebody. So you have this negative dream about them. So the first thing you would do, of course, you want to pray for them. but uh, as far as telling them that you would have to ask the Lord, is this a dream you want me to share with this person or not, or just pray for this person, you know, because sometimes he wants you to share it. Sometimes he don't, he's just, he just wants you to pray for the person. So that's something where you would have to seek the Lord and ask the Lord about that. Now, when you have dreams, a person in a dream can represent somebody else. Doesn't mean it's a, that literal person in the dream. I remember um, I had a dream once where my father, my father's uh, still alive. He's 85 years old. He's doing great. And uh, he calls me his dream girl. That's where I get that from. And uh, so I had a dream that my father suddenly fell and he suddenly died. And of course, that dream shook me. I woke up and I started interceding and praying. This was maybe about 15 years ago. Started praying for my father and interceding and asking God's protection upon him. A week later, John Paul Jackson suddenly died. And so I knew that my father in the dream was not my literal father, but John Paul Jackson, he's like my spiritual father. And so God was showing me that your father or spiritual father is about to depart. And so, uh, so things like that. Sometimes the person will represent someone else, but you know, it doesn't hurt to pray for the, because you don't know in the dream to pray for that person, but you can pray and ask the Lord, is this person in my dream? Is it about this person? or is it about someone else? For instance, I can have a, another dream where I'm dreaming about one of my sisters. And, you know, in the dream, it's my sister, but in real life, 
she could be representative of my sister in Christ or my sister-in-law, you see? So we would have to pray and ask God, who does this person represent? Is it the little person I'm dreaming about or are they representing someone else? So that, that's a great question, but yeah, you have to seek the Lord about that, who the person is. Mm -hmm. Now, God gives us warning dreams also. Absolutely. And I remember you telling me that there was a dream that, well, multiple dreams you kept having in a car. Could you just bring that back to our conversation? Yes. So um, many years ago when um, my children were little um, and I was born and raised in New York City and been living in Georgia for about 30 years now. And uh, so one particular summer, my sisters and I, and my best friend, we were going to take a trip to New York and visit our parents. Our children were very little at the time. And so we rented a van. And as we were going, uh, the highway we were driving down was a four-lane highway, four lanes on both sides going and coming. And so my sisters and I and my friend, we would rotate, take turns driving. So it was about two o'clock in the morning and my friend was driving. Everybody on the van was asleep. And so I was talking to her and I got sleepy and she said, well, you can go to sleep. I, you know, I'm okay. I'm fine. I said, okay. So when I go fall asleep, as soon as I go to sleep, I'm in a dream has always been ever since I could remember. As soon as I'm, I fall asleep, I'm in a dream. So I put my head back and I'm in a dream. In the dream, we're riding down the highway in the van and all of a sudden a car comes hits us head on full impact our van explodes into flames and i wake up startled so i look at my friend and i said to her are you okay are you sleeping do you want me to drive she said no i'm not sleepy i'm wide awake go to sleep don't worry about it i said okay i lay my head back i'm in the same dream we're driving down the highway, a car come, hits us, hits us on uh, head on, our van explodes, I wake up and I say to her, are you sure you're okay? You're awake? Yes, I'm awake. Why? I didn't tell the dreams I was having. And I said, okay. So a third time, lay my head back, I'm in the same dream. Car come, hits, comes full impact, hits us head on, van explodes. So I wake up. So this time, I start praying in the spirit. I realize this, God is, is warning me about uh, an impending doom. That's what I felt. I literally felt impending doom. And so I began to pray in the spirit. And I prayed probably for about five minutes or so. It wasn't too long in the spirit. And all of a sudden, I felt a calm come over me, a peace. And I knew that whatever the, the enemy had intended, was broken in the spirit realm. And so maybe about five minutes or so later, we're riding. Now we're in the four lane highway. We're in the third lane from the uh, shoulder lane, from the shoulder. And so all of a sudden for no apparent reason, there are hardly any cars out two o'clock in the morning. My friend veers over into the right lane the lane close to the shoulder. Maybe about three minutes or so later, it wasn't long later, that a car comes barreling down the highway in the lane 
that my friend moved out of, three cop cars were in behind this. He, he had to be going like 120 something miles an hour. And my friend was so shaken that she pulled over and she said, oh my goodness, did you see that? You know, we were in that lane. And so then I told her the dream I had and how I prayed and how God was warning. And we began to praise the Lord for sparing our life because in that moment, the enemy could have taken out all of us, our children, my sisters, my friend, at one time. And so that's an example of a warning dream. God will uh, give warnings in dreams. So we need to heed them if we receive a warning dream. Mm -hmm. I think it's great that you knew what to do because a lot of people don't know what to do. It brings my mind back to Abraham Lincoln. And I'm sure you've heard of Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Now he had a dream a few days before he got assassinated. He went downstairs, uh, was it the White House? I guess it was the White House. And he yes. saw a body you know, in a casket. Yeah. And lo and behold, it was him, but mm -hmm. he didn't, you know, I don't think he put two and two together, but I don't right. know if he knew what to do. So that brings me to my next question. Uh, unbelievers, I don't know if Abraham Lincoln was a believer or not, but will God give an interpretation to an unbeliever or will he just give them a dream? Because I know the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, we all know that with the statue. He knew mm -hmm. the dream, but he didn't know the interpretation. So will God, we know God can do anything, but is it in his character to give an unbeliever an interpretation too, or do they have to seek it out or, or you know, or ask people like you? Okay. Well, you know, I've had a few occasions where people were unbelievers and they had dreams. Like for instance, this one particular young lady had a dream um, that it was a horrible, horrible, horrific dream. And so she knew in the dream that when she woke up that she was on her way to hell and that demons would take her to hell, kill her, and she would go to hell if she didn't repent. And she knew she grew up in the church. She knew about salvation and, and all that. But, you know, she was rebelling, doing her own thing. But she had that dream. She knew exactly what the dream meant and didn't get saved right then, though. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, thank God, she did. So, yeah, absolutely. I've heard uh, different stories of where people are not believers, they've had dreams and they're aware of what the dream means or God uh, you know, unfolds the dream to them. So that can absolutely be possible. Yes, he can speak to an unbeliever in a dream, just like he can, you know, while they're awake. He can, you know, we know many instances, like you said, Nebuchadnezzar, Pharaoh had the dream. He spoke to Saul on the road to Damascus. Jesus spoke to so absolutely, he can speak to unbelievers in dreams as well. Mm -hmm. But but remember, it's always uh, in an effort to draw them to him. And so that's what it's about, to draw them to him. Mm -hmm. And that brings us back to God is not a respecter of person. Right. Now, I remember you saying to me also, and this stuck with me, how I ask you, how can you determine whether a dream and it's almost redundant to what we asked earlier, but how do you know if it's from God or not? And I remember you saying that there's a feeling in a dream. Could you just elaborate on that one? Right. So, um, 
when you have dreams and you're uh, seeking the interpretation of the dream, a good thing to remember is that you're always going to base the interpretation on how you feel in the dream, not how you feel when you wake up. For instance, if you have a dream um, that uh, you see a tornado coming and the tornado is coming towards you, the tornado picks you up within it and you're spinning around, but yet in the dream, you have peace, you have a sense of serenity and calm, you even have joy while you're spinning around in this tornado. And so when you wake up, you're like, oh my goodness, that was a horrible dream. I'm in a tornado and, you know, but so while you're woke, you're a little startled. But in the dream, you have the peace of God, you have joy. You have, so you would interpret the dream by how you feel inside of the dream. So in a dream like that, you know, just simply represent that you may go through some turbulence in your life trials, hardships, but you'll, you know, you'll have the peace of God. God's going to give you his joy through the whole thing to get you through that time in your life. So yes, you would go by uh, how you feel in the dream. Monica, explain the difference between intrinsic dreams and extrinsic dreams. Okay. So there are two categories of dreams. You can have an intrinsic dream which an intrinsic dream is going to be a dream about you. So you are going to be the star. You're going to be the focus of that dream. And so about 90 to 95% of people tend to have intrinsic dreams. And so usually intrinsic dreams are going to be pointing to uh, some type of issues that the dreamer is going through you know, uh, God is trying to speak to them, trying to uh, get them to grow in their life or leading and guiding them. So intrinsic dreams are always about the dreamer. Extrinsic dreams, and these uh, you're going to have about five to 10% of your dreams are going to be, uh, or one to 5% are going to be extrinsic, which uh, these types of dreams are dreams about someone or something other than the dreamer. So you're going to dream about, you know, someone else or some event that takes place, you know, in the dream. And in these types of dreams, you may or you may not be in the dream yourself. You may be uh, in the dream. You may be looking on a scene at something taking place in the dream, or you may be in the dream. Like you may be, for instance, in an audience in a theater or arena and you're looking at something taking place on the stage, but you know, you're just a part of the crowd. And so an extrinsic dream is going to be about something or someone other than the dreamer themselves. All right, now, what if there's someone watching who says, I never dream. I wanna have dreams that God interprets, or I just wanna have dreams, you know, where you know, God can tell me what's going to happen or what I should be doing in my life. What advice would you give them to start dreaming dreams from heaven? Okay. And so uh, many people I've encountered through the years say, I never dream. I'm not a dreamer. And God doesn't speak to me in dreams. Well, he can, <laughs> he can. 
So the first thing you have to do is believe that God can speak to you in a dream. And he certainly can. And so uh, by an act of faith, the, the, the first thing you do is believe. The second thing you do is you pray and you ask God and you say to God, Lord, I'm open to you speaking to me through a dream, um, whatever you want to show me or tell me, Lord, I'm open to it. Speak, Lord, speak to me. And so before they go to bed, um, as an act of faith, you would put a pad and a, a pencil, a pen by your bed. This is an act of faith, believing that God is going to speak to me tonight. And so I told many people to do this and sure enough, God speaks to them. A friend of mine, she never dreamt, even she couldn't even remember any dreams in her childhood at all. And she said, I never dream, I never dream. So I told her to do this. I just, do you believe that God can speak to you? Absolutely. She believed it. So I told her to do that, put the, the paper and the pencil pen by her bed and ask and tell God you're open to hear him. If he wants to speak to you in a dream, you're open and you're going to receive it. Sure enough, she, I told her to do that for 10 nights straight. On the seventh night, she had a profound dream. She was just so excited. She couldn't wait to call me and tell me the dream. And so, and I said, did you write it down? She said, oh, no, let me write it down. So, <laughs> and so, uh, so absolutely, if you never dream or if you say, well, God doesn't speak to me like that, he absolutely can. So it just takes an act of faith like anything else. When we pray and we ask God, Lord, what should I do here? And then we, we listen, you know, we look, we listen for God to lead and guide us. So that's an act of faith. So the same thing pertaining to dreams. You just tell God you're open to hearing him, whatever he wants to tell you while you sleep, you're going to receive it. And so that's what you would do. <laughs> okay. Now say uh, there's a born again Christian who says the same thing, I never dream. Could there be something that could be hindering uh, dreams in their life? Yes, that's an excellent question. So yeah, so uh, different things can hinder you from dreaming. Um, one of the things uh, that can hinder you from dreaming is insomnia, physical problems, sicknesses, um, drugs, things like that you, that you take can hinder you or block you from receiving dreams from God. Uh, another thing that can stop you from receiving dreams from God is anger issues, negative issues in the heart of the dreamer. You know, the scripture says that uh, we should not go to bed. Don't let the sun go down on our anger. Be angry, but sin not. And so this could absolutely block you from hearing God. You have these issues, these heart issues, negative heart issues, bitterness, anger, jealousy. All of these things can block you from receiving a dream from God. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're a Christian, you want to make sure that you uh, have a clean heart. Lord, if there's anything in me, that's blocking me from hearing you, not only, not only hearing you in a dream, but hearing you, you know, speak to my spirit because it, it could block that 
definitely. You know, uh, give me a clean heart, Lord. Renew a right spirit in me. And so, yes, these things uh, can absolutely block you from hearing God. Also, if you uh, say, for instance, you, you have a very small prayer life, you don't pray very much, you spend your time on social media, because I know quite a few people love Facebook and things like that. And so, you know, you spend more time on Facebook than they do with the Lord. You know, Lord is, you know, they're like, well, when are you going to pay attention to me? You know, and, uh, you know, and I, speaking of that, many years ago when I was living in Texas, I, um, and a, a really close friend, I would have the habit of telling her my problems because she's very smart and telling she'd give me solutions. And so we have been best friends since she was 12 years old. And so I was telling her my problem, some issue I was having. And the Lord spoke to me and said, do you love her more than me? I mean, out of the blue, just do you love her more than me? And it was kind of like a, a, a jealousy because here it is, I'm pouring my heart out to this person instead of pouring my heart out to God. And I'm like, oh Lord. And so that changed my whole perspective. Didn't realize I was doing that. A lot of times we don't realize that we're ignoring the Lord. He wants to draw us closer, but you know, and then the enemy will come in to distract with things like uh, social media and television and things like that. You know, um, nowadays we have so many things that can come and distract us. And so that could be a trick of the enemy to, to distract you or get you away from drawing closer to the Lord. So the more intimate relationship we have with God, the more we're able to hear him clearly or hear him speak to us and the more dreams that we'll have from God. What are the top, I don't want to put a number on it, however many okay. numbers you want, but how many or what are the top dream interpretations that you get asked about? Okay, so a biggie is snakes. Many, many people have dreamt about snakes. Another one is babies. Many people have dreamt about babies. Colors, I think my, on my YouTube channel, the, the big videos that have the most views are those colors, numbers in dreams, um, a situ certain situations that people always have in dreams is that they're naked in public or they're going to the bathroom in public, you know? So these are uh, some of the common dreams that people have. And, and these types of dreams I say are international because I have, you know, when you're on YouTube, you, uh, you, you, you have the world stage, you're on the world stage when you're on YouTube. So you have people from different countries who are watching you, but these common elements in dreams are international. It, you know, it's not exclusive <laughs> to where you live, you know, in America or in, in the world. These are common dreams that most people have, no matter what part of the country they come from. I'm glad you said this international because that's mm -hmm. like the Bible. The Bible's international, no matter where yes. you are, it can still relate to everyone. 
Now, right. I want to go back to it because I know there are people watching who are like, I want to know what those baby dreams mean, or I want to know what the snake, snake dreams mean. I want to know what it means to be naked in front of a crowd. So what do they mean? Okay. So, well, snakes, you know, in dreams can have a couple of different meanings. It just depends. Now, I always say, and I say it a lot on the teachings, on the videos, is that you're going to go by the context of the dream. You're going to go by what's happening in the dream, this does not always mean that. So you can't nail down a symbol and say, yep, it always means that. And so you have to look at what's taking place in the dream. So snakes and dreams can represent a couple of things. It can represent a demonic force that's coming against you. Um, you know, if it bites, it can represent that. It could represent uh, destruction. The enemy wants to destroy what you're doing. Um, it can represent, because snakes have long tails, they're all tail. It can represent tails as in T-A-L-E, a lie. So it can represent lies or harmful words that you've heard maybe growing up or that you're hearing or that you tell yourself, you know, self-sabotage. And so it can represent those things. You can have big snakes in a dream. You can have little snakes. You can have different color snakes. And so, but you always look at what's going on in the dream with the snake. And that should tell you uh, the meaning, point you to the meaning of the dream. Now with babies in dreams, babies can represent different things. There again, it depends on what's going on in the dream. And also, um, and this is a this is a, a sidebar, but it depends on you, you would look at the dreams can be interpreted on different levels as well. So you can have a baby dream where you're in the dream and you're holding Jennifer's holding her little baby and she's looking at her baby and um, in the dream. Now that could mean that the baby in your dream, could represent a literal baby. Jennifer is about to have a little baby. She says, no, no, no. <laughs> two and through. And two and through, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the baby in the dream could be literal or the baby in the dream could represent a ministry. It could represent a calling. It could represent a gift. It could represent a business. It could represent an idea. So the baby can represent those things as well. And so... Um, it just depends on what's going on in the dream. You don't know that there, that type of dream, you would absolutely pray and see God for the meaning of the baby symbol in your dream. You know, what does it mean? What does this baby represent in the dream? Now you can have a dream. Babies are not always good in a dream now. And I say that because the enemy can come in and use a baby symbol too. And I had a dream, I'm saying that because I had a dream many years ago and I'm a nurse by profession. And I used to, uh, when I worked, I worked for about 13 years with uh, babies, uh, pediatrics and pediatrics with babies who were sick, who had trachs on ventilators, things like that. So I love babies. And so, one night I had a dream and it was a trilogy. It was a three-parter dream. And so the first part, I was in a park, children running around. 
and a ball rolls over, one of the little children, the ball rolls over and a little toddler comes toddling to me for the ball, so cute. And I say, oh, here's your ball. And so when they reach out for the ball, they rear back their foot and a demonic look comes over their face and they kick me in the dream. The scene switches. I'm somewhere else. I'm somewhere else. We're sitting in this building. And again, I go over to this little crib, this little bassinet rather, baby, beautiful little babies laying there. And I said, oh, what a cute baby. And the baby looks at me and smiles. All of a sudden, a demonic look comes over the baby's face and the baby spits in my face. Third dream, the scene switches. I'm somewhere else. And there were children again. And here again, somebody's holding a little baby. And I said, oh, it's like a little toddler, about two years old. And I said, oh, she's so cute. She's so beautiful. And I reach out to hope to, to get the little baby. And there again, a demonic look, the baby space changes and the baby rears back and hits me. And I wake up startled awake. And so right then though, I began to rebuke the enemy and I began to bind the enemy in my dreams and commanded the enemy to stay out of my dreams. And I never had a nightmare or a terrible dream like that again. But the enemy so hated me that he chose to use the very thing I loved, babies in my profession where I worked in, to be evil and negative in the dream. So that's, uh, that's an example of how the enemy can take something that usually is a good symbol, has a positive meaning and turn it negative. So like you would always, always look at the context of the dream and what's going on in the dream. And that points you to the, the meaning of the dream. And the other thing was, what did you ask about? This is a big one. I feel it's a big one because it's always in movies. Okay. You hear about naked in front of crowds. What right. does it mean? So that can have a couple of meanings too. So you find yourself naked, uh, totally naked in public or you're half naked or whatever in public. It just depends. So it could mean in the dream, like if you're feeling ashamed and you're, oh, you know, I don't have any clothes on, that type of thing. It could uh, mean that in a particular area in your life, you're feel, feeling vulnerable, you're feeling wide open to attack, you feel out of control in your life, and you don't, you can't get a grip on the things that are happening in your life. So it can have that negative meaning in the dream. On the other hand, a positive meaning, and it can be positive that you're naked in public, a positive meaning can mean that God is making you transparent, uh, you have nothing hidden, you uh, have a pure heart, and you uh, are willing to, you know, just give of what you have, not hiding anything. So it could represent transparency, you're a transparent person, or God is making you or causing you to become more transparent. And so usually in dreams like that, you, it's no big deal that you're naked in public. You know, like most of the dreams, most of the storylines and dreams are bizarre. They can be bizarre, but in the dream, while you're dreaming, it seems normal. You know, it's not bizarre at all. And so 
um, those are the two things that being naked in a dream can mean. Now, I want to rewind back just a little bit to how you mentioned that you can rebuke demonic dreams, which is nightmares. Could you mm -hmm. just um, instruct our guests how to do that because, or our viewers how to do that because some people some may have never heard of rebuking the enemy after dreams or in dreams. Could you just elaborate on that? Right. So we do not have to tolerate as the people of God, we do not have to tolerate any demonic intrusion into our dreams. The Bible says he's given us power over all the power of the enemy. And so if you don't know this, you will, the enemy will hold you captive. He will uh, intrude your dreams if you don't think you can do anything about it. But God has given us power over all the power of the enemy. And so you, if you have a nightmare, if you have night terrors, sleep paralysis, you can absolutely bind those things in the spirit, rebuke those things and command the enemy not to intrude in your dreams, cast the enemy out of your house and uh, uh, quote the scriptures. Uh, one scripture says that, I will lay down in peace and my sleep will be sweet. And you decree and you declare the word of the Lord over yourself as you sleep. I will have godly dreams. I will have dreams of peace, protection, and safety. I will have only the dreams that God intends for me to have. And so uh, as people of God, we have to stand up and not take the devil's mess in any area. And this includes our dreams because he knows that one dream can change the course of your entire life. One dream from God can just change your life totally. There are many instances throughout history where people have had life-changing, profound dreams that change their entire lives. And so we do not have to put up with uh, nightmares and night terrors and sleep paralysis and this type of stuff. Now, on the other hand, we have to make sure that we don't open any doors to demonic intrusion. We don't uh, look at things on TV that pertain to witchcraft or that pertain you know, to vampires and things like that. And, you know, that we don't have any relics or anything, any, uh, any things in our house that might uh, have been, you know, uh, dedicated to a God or something like that. And so we have to make sure that we don't have any open doors. We're not angry. We're not bitter. We don't have any negative heart issues that could open a door to demonic intrusion as well. But we need to know that as the people of God, we do not have to tolerate any nightmares, any demonic intrusions into our life. That was the last nightmare I had. That was about 14 years ago. I better not have another nightmare. The devil knows better than that. So uh, we do not tolerate that kind of behavior. <laughs> Amen to that. I second that. I just want to 
rewind again. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. keep rewinding. That's fine. To your trilogy dream. Reminds uh -huh. me of the dream of the movie Inception. Yes. It's pretty cool. What do they, I mean, what's the purpose of trilogy? I think these are the most, some of the most intriguing and fun dreams, but why, do you know why there are dreams within a dream within a dream? Right. So now you said two different types. So you said trilogy dreams and then a dream within a dream. Are they so, the same? Because that's three, right? Not the same. A dream within a dream. No. Okay. Oh, a dream within a dream within a dream. So that's three dreams within a dream. You can have two. You can have a dream within a dream or you can have a dream within a dream within a dream. So a dream within a dream is where you're having a dream, but then you wake up in the dream, but you're still dreaming. And you say, wow, I just had a dream, but you're still dreaming. So in my uh, uh, demonic dream with the babies, it wasn't a dream within a dream. The scenes just switched. It changed to another scene. And so now to answer that with trilogy, three uh, can have a positive meaning, the number three, because we know numbers have meanings, or can have a negative meaning. So three, uh, in the positive sense, it could represent um, a new, uh, not new beginning. It could represent um, resurrection of something because we know Jesus rose on the third day. It could represent perfecting. God is perfecting some things in our life. He's maturing us. It could represent that spiritual maturity. But in the negative, the enemy will use three, the number three, as a form of attack. So it can symbolize attack. Um, somebody I know had a dream where they were dreaming and three airplanes hit their house and exploded. And so that was a, a, an attack. I was showing that the enemy wanted to attack their house in the dream represented the church, their church, and wanted to attack that ministry. And so sometimes if you have three in a negative in a dream, it can represent a demonic attack. And so that's what that would mean. Now, a dream within a dream usually could uh, represent a, a few things, but a dream within a dream, you have a dream and then you wake up and you realize you were dreaming. Like I tell a story in my book uh, where this particular person was having a dream and in the dream, they were in um, a big arena and they were waiting, everybody was waiting for uh, the person, the headliner to come on the stage. And so the person that that person was sitting next to, he struck up a conversation with that person. And they were saying, yeah, we can't wait to see for this person to come out on stage and you know, just waiting to see this headliner. Then they woke up and they realized, wow, I was dreaming. In the dream, they're still dreaming now. The phone rings and they pick up the phone and it's their father, their biological earthly father. And the father um, wants to spend time with them. And, you know, and they're saying, oh, well, okay, dad, I can't, I can't do it today. I'll have to make an appointment to spend time with you. And so then they actually wake up in the dream. But in the first part, I forgot to uh, uh, say that the person that they were sitting next to in the arena, everybody was waiting for the person to come, they were sitting next to, 
while he was talking to the person, he realized that he was talking to the headliner, the one that everybody was waiting to come. He was actually talking to him. And then he woke up and then the phone rings and it's his dad. And he says, I can't spend time with you now. He wakes up and he realizes that he, later on that God was wanting, he used those two dreams to show him that he wants to spend time with him. And so in the first dream, the inner dream, I call it, where he's in the arena and he's waiting for the headliner, but then doesn't realize that the, the headliner, the person, the star is sitting right next to him, close to him, wanting to talk to him. He didn't realize that. Then he wakes up and then his, his earthly father calls him. But of course, that father represents, represented God the father, wanting that relationship with him. So usually when we have a dream within a dream, the meaning of it is very important. God is trying to tell you something that is extremely important for your life's purpose, for your spiritual growth. And so uh, you can have dreams like that. You can also have a dream within a dream where in the inner dream, you're um, doing something that you would never do in real life. You're standing on a stage talking to thousands of people and you're like, I would never do that. Or you're, you're doing something that you would never do. Then you can wake up and you're still in the dream and you say to yourself, that was crazy. I would never, never do that. And then you wake up. So in the inner dream, God is trying to encourage you. He's trying to show you his plan and his will for your life. But the outer dream, when you wake up, that's how you really feel. You know, you feel like you probably can't live up to it or can't do it. But in the inner dream, God is showing you that this is his heart for you. And yes, you can do everything he's called you to do. And so uh, dreams within dreams are so fascinating. They're so much fun. And, uh, but usually, they are very important. You need to write them down and pay attention. And they say to interpret um, a dream within a dream, you would interpret it from the inside out. So you interpret the inner dream and then you come to the outer dream. But usually very important dreams pertaining to the life or the life purpose of the dreamer. Monica, for you are such a big joy of, information, <laughs> a wealth of information. You have a book called The Mysterious Language of Dreams. Could you I please do. tell us more about your book? Because I'm sure a lot of people want to buy this book. You know so much. We want to know so much. Yes. Okay. So here is my book. Can y'all see? The Mysterious Language of Dreams. And so um, in this book, I it not only has... Um, a uh, dream dictionary where I have over 400 symbols in the book, but I also have over 40 dreams and visions as well for you to practice interpreting. So I give you uh, 40, four, over 40 scenarios of dreams, and these are actual dreams that people have dreamt. And in the back of the book, I list the interpretation. And so, but in the beginning of the book is, is um, a bit of a teaching about dreams. And, uh, you know, when we have dreams, the interpretation, when you receive an interpretation to a dream, it, you must be, you must have the, the spirit of understanding 
and the spirit of revelation must be operating in order for you to correctly interpret a dream. So I talk about that in the book, the uh, roles of the spirit of understanding, you know, in the book of Isaiah, the 11th chapter, it mentions the seven spirits of God, of which the spirit of revelation, the spirit of understanding are two of them. And so uh, I talk about that in the book as well, how to uh, operate in that. And also with revelation, I talk about the two forms of revelation, which is quite interesting in the book. And also how God uses the imagination when it comes to dreams as well. So um, a lot of good stuff in the book, The Mysterious Language of Dreams. I'm going to send you a copy, Jennifer. I will love that. Yes. I'll keep it by my bedside. Okay. And also, how can our viewers find you? I know you have a YouTube channel. Could you tell us about that? And is there any other way to contact you also? Okay. So my YouTube channel um, is Original Dream Girl, and I have over 100 videos um, on that channel uh, with different explaining the different elements in dreams, different categories in dreams. And so it's a lot of information on my YouTube channel. So that's original dream girl. Also, um, I, my email is God's dream team, the number 11 at gmail.com. And so, but I, I do not, uh, take, uh, dreams. So, you know, once upon a time I got bombarded, of course, with dreams to the email. So you, um, you, you best to leave the dream in the comments section. And there's further instructions in the comments if you want to personally, a, a personal dream interpretation as well. So yeah, that's how you would get a hold of it. And my book is on Amazon. I have a link to my Amazon page uh, within the description on my channel, my YouTube channel as well. Wonderful. Monica, is there any words of encouragement or anything you want to leave with our viewers? Well, just that everybody would know that God absolutely speaks in dreams. He wants to speak to you in the night season. He loves you so much. He wants to draw you closer to him. He wants you to fulfill your life's purpose, uh, your destiny in the earth. And he doesn't want you to miss all the things that he's intended for you in your life. So, uh, so I just want to encourage everyone to seek God, uh, a more intimate relation to him, be open to receiving revelation by way of your dreams as well. And you will be profoundly impacted. Your life will never be the same again. I guarantee it. Is there a way that you could pray over our audience. Yes, I certainly can. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you for this day, this time, and this very season and all you're doing in the lives of your people. Lord, I pray for all those who are listening. I pray, oh God, that you would speak to them like never before in the night season as they sleep. Lord, I pray that dreams and visions will increase in the lives of your people. Lord, I pray that you would lead them and guide them, give them clear direction 
by way of dreams, draw them closer to you uh, by way of dreams, but by speaking to them in their dreams. And Lord, right now, I just bind and rebuke the hand of the enemy or the plans of the enemy in the lives of the people that would come against these people in nightmares, night terrors, sleep paralysis, and we destroy the plans of the enemy in their life. And I decree and I declare that everyone under the sound of my voice will have a, a sweet sleep, that they will sleep in peace and in the peace of God. I pray the protection, the safety of God upon them as they sleep in their homes, upon their families, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we won't fail to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glories. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Monica. My pleasure. for some deep believing bold quoted christian t-shirts hoodies or sweaters look no further visit myjesusfriend.com to get 10 percent off whatever you want when you enter promo code believer 21 that's www.myjesusfriend.com